So the number one rule for technology is invest in technologies that improve people's lives. And uh, I was reading that in the Ninja Future, you know, that Mr. Uh, Pearl was told by press, invest in technology that improves life. I found that that's got a real strong sticking power, you know, um, because it reduces barriers. When you start solving people, giving people solutions that make their life better, uh, the seemingly barriers, the, the barriers that seem to exist before come down, and you can uh, share ideas and share technologies and form relationships. And that's how wars are ended, is by interaction. And, uh, you know, Israel knows that. They knew that they had to build a wall, but they also know that they have to interact in order to create peace. And uh, and th that's on both sides. Both sides have to come to a meeting of the mind, you know, that, uh, that there are better ways to do things than to fight over it. But um, when you look at the the world is, is starting to transform with the digital age, uh, virtual reality is going to be important, augmented reality is going to be important, voice recognition is going to be important. And uh, as I said, image recognition will not be as important. Uh, in the area of augmented reality, I, I think the reason why it will be so important is uh, uh, that it will provide a customer experience. So they're already using augmented reality to overlay uh, procedural work, like if you're doing something uh, with a control system. They might be able to have procedures by the book explaining how to do things. So, you, you know, you're following along uh, with a video. Maybe it's voice activated. If you get to certain points, it uh, gives you pause states and allows you to do the work. Um, perhaps the machine can actually do some uh, image recognition and check to see if you've done the work correctly. If, uh, you know, the Correct wires or uh, colors are in the right place. If the you know the uh, things have been assembled correctly, and then you can move to the next stage. So, um, machine-assisted uh, learning will be very important, and uh, augmented reality can overlay images and video, and and uh, machine learning can interact through natural language with uh, the user. So those are going to add a lot of value. That type of technology is going to add a lot of value in the future. Um, you know, I, I just finished uh, repairing my daughter's alternator. And, uh, you know, while I was repairing it, I had to watch YouTube. There was no interaction with YouTube. And I sat thought about, you know, all the steps I had to do. And uh, I didn't have an assistant to, you know, ask questions. I had to just kind of figure out how to take apart the electrical system, how to move the, uh, the piping, how to put, take the alternator off, uh, how to uh, put the alternator on and put the belts on and connect the bolts back up and connect the electrical up. And there, you know, there wasn't an assistant. I watched the YouTube a couple of times, 
but there was, you didn't have natural language interaction. And uh, that that's, would be some of the feature value added that the machine learning could do is is provide uh, you know object recognition. It recognizes the alternator, recognizes the right alternator model for the car, and uh, you know looks at how you uh, put the pieces together, and then gives you ideas on how to test if you've done the correct assembly. And then uh, you know you give it you give back feedback to the machine on how helpful and useful uh, com the comments the machine provided, and that information and then is uh, stored in the collective uh, hive, I guess you could say, on the cloud. And so um, the group learns from your experience, and those are positive. Uh, feedback. They they provide a positive confirmation of a good experience, and so negative inputs cannot be tolerated. Um, and so computer engineers and uh, knowledge engineers need to be very selective of the information that they're training the neural nets on. And they might think, well, the, you know, this represents an unbiased uh, data population. And in reality, it's very biased, lots of falsehoods, lots of false assumptions, uh, you know, mathematic, mathematic inequalities and impurities. It's not based on strong axiom uh, logic and corollaries. And so, you know, machine conclusions are not, uh, not very sound. And uh, so... Uh, Data engineers need to play a, a more crucial role in scrubbing the data and throwing out the filth and making sure that you know that uh, there are uh, factual information that's feeding into the machine that it can classify on and draw rules on. Otherwise, you're going to have a berserk machine, a machine that comes up with these strange conclusions that that uh, are juxtaposed to normal living. And they do not follow pure rational thought. I remember in uh, college studying a professor, a philosopher named Kant, C-A-N-T, uh, and uh, it was along the same philosophy as David Hume. And uh, at the time, the, the philosophers at the university were debating the, uh, the concept of a miracle. What was a miracle? And I and I found it really interesting to realize that David Hume. Uh, came from the philosophy, pure, pure thought philosophy, and uh, going along the line of thought of a priori thought of Socrates. And I remember reading uh, some philosophy in college. I used to like to read the legal books, uh, legal journals, and I'd, I'd read uh, Harvard uh, legal journals, and I'd read uh, Yale. They were my two favorite. I'm sure Columbia had some, and and there were other uh, law university journals that I should have read, but those were the two famous schools that I I like to you know dwell on on their both their approaches. And Harvard always had a lot of uh, statistics, numbers, uh, facts, but uh, Yale always had a lot of logic and you know pure thought. And so I really enjoyed the pure thought approach to thinking about uh, law and. Uh, and I think that's also true. Again, I was talking about you know how legal uh, legal thought uh, 
and medical thought and theological thought needs to be uh, uh, introduced to the machine because uh, without it, you're going to have these strange morality conflicts that, uh, you know, like the robot Sophie uh, introduced that it, it would not do well at law school. It would not do well in the medical field. Uh, especially if you had, uh, you know, some strange trade-offs that it started to do in order to uh, improve the patient's health or what it thought was improving the patient's health. Uh, so, you know, it would need to reason out and, and uh, weigh out the uh, cause and effects and get the best solution. So it's trying to find a, a, a solution path that will work but it can't be a strange solution that is not acceptable by the medical community. So there has to be precedence of thought. It has to work within the framework of the existing medical system. Same with the legal. It has to work within the legal thought uh, framework. And same with theology. It would have to work within uh, the moral guidelines of theology. And, uh, you know, it couldn't be doing things that the community felt were wrong and so it would have to weigh out those those uh, values and it has to be careful what it says just like we have to be careful about what we say and the implications of of the words that we communicate and the thoughts we communicate and the impacts that those thoughts have on people around us and on society and on our community so we need to be careful um you know, you look at how Israel improved technology, brought Western technology to the Middle East uh, by improved methods of agriculture. Uh, they desalinized water and brought uh, clean water to the desert and brought, uh, were able to provide uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of acres of agriculture that were producing food and um, creating wealth in that region of the country. Uh, Israel is known as the number one uh, Western country in the Middle East and has the most advanced technology in military, science, and industry. So uh, Israel is a very strong leader and has a philosophy very similar to the economic philosophy of the United States. And so because it has that strong, capitalistic, uh, innovative philosophy, um, it allows for companies, many startup companies, to introduce new products and innovations that do improve the lives of the consumer. And that's, the, that's really what... Uh, I thought was a, a really great insight by Shapiro is that, uh, you know, we want to bring technologies that will make a difference in people's lives. 